Hello and a warm welcome to another exciting episode of our podcast series Crafting Your Writing Career Paths and Possibilities brought to you by the Learner Meeting. I am Mahua your host and today we are delighted to have with us Prem Nidan Director Corporate Communications Fidelity Investments. Prem is a seasoned communications professional with a diverse background in media, journalism and corporate communications. From the fast-paced newsroom environment to driving strategic communication campaigns, Prem's expertise lies in evolving brand messaging across various platforms. Recognized for his strategic acumen, he was named in the prestigious RT40 Young Turks class of 2022 by Impact Research and Measurement Private Limited. Join us as Prem shares insights into maximizing the power of communication to help shape employer brands and drive business strategy. This episode will be presented in two parts. Today we will listen to the first part of the episode. Let's dive in to learn about corporate communications as a career path with Prem. Thank you so much for your time Prem. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Glad to speak about this. So, uh, Prem, can we begin with um, an overview of corporate communications field? Uh, definitely, yes. So, uh, corporate communications, as the name suggests, right, it's about communications in the corporate sphere. So, aim to communicate a certain message to the audience. In a corporate, it's your employees. When you're talking about internal communications, you also have external communications where your audience is outside of the organization, various stakeholders. So, the broad category of stakeholders. Whether it's internal or external, is what your audience becomes. Put it very simply, there are three aspects. It's about the medium, the message, and the audience. Right. So the medium that you're using to communicate, the message that you want to get across, and the audience uh, for whom it is intended. So obviously, the message would change depending on one factor or the other. Right. If it's the, the audience changes, your message changes. Medium sometimes could be the same, but sometimes you might choose uh, differently. Right. But when it comes to communication, it's not about impressing. It's very important to make the complex simple, and that's the art of a communicator. That's where the organization looks to a communications professional to say, "Can you help us communicate this in the most effective way?" And most effective very often means the most simple way. Sometimes making the complex simple is very difficult, very challenging, and we face it on a day-to-day basis. If senior management wants to send out a message. Do you help draft those messages so that it reaches the audience in the manner they want it to be communicated? Yes, exactly right. So senior management is a key stakeholder, just as much as the employees are a key stakeholder. The senior management wants a certain message to get across. Uh, they know what they want to say. They know how to say it. Obviously, they don't need help in that regard. Communications team is very important in that regard to to make sure that the message that they want is conveyed to the audience. Uh, so we help them do that. That's one of our primary responsibilities in helping the management. And that can be at different levels, top level of business unit, a support function, a business enabling function. You have to make, make sure that all stakeholders are satisfied with the message that comes across. And that's a skill that is developed over time. Very often on the job, uh, you have to know how to face different stakeholders, how to engage with them, how to ensure the message has the impact that it wants. Right? And impact is very important. You have the advantage of having a bird's eye view of the organization and bringing it all together, integrating it all together. And that's the fun of and the challenge and the responsibility of the communication profession. Very interesting. And what about the external side of it? What kind of messages uh, do you help with? 
Yeah. So when it comes to external, it's about really as a corporate communications professional, it's about positioning the brand out there, right? Brand management, reputation management. The world is looking for authentic communication, uh, being real, which is why you see platforms like social media abounding. And studies have shown that rather than the, the official handles of a company, people engage more with content that is shared by actual employees or on their own handles. So authentic communication is order of the day. So that's what we help, not what traditionally, you know, putting out a good image there without being authentic about it and uh, communicating that to the world out there. So the stakeholders are many, the market, the industry, the world at large, right? Anyone out there is your potential audience. But obviously at a particular message, you have a, a certain audience in mind. So you would ensure that your messaging, whether it's through social media or mainstream media or any other on your website, on your channels, they all reflect the message that you want to portray for that particular audience, right? So the message is then curated and and uh, you know prepared in such a way so that it reaches the intended uh, audience. So that's what external communication is all about. And the a very important principle to be remembered is your stakeholders, whether internal or external, the message should not be different. So you should have a unified message because your employees are you're consuming your information as well so it comes back to authentic communication you're not uh, embellishing things or making things what they are not as a communications professional we ensure that message is authentic and it is true to the reality and the way it is positioned is also the same obviously the way you write it would depend on your audience whether it's internal or external if it's uh, even internally right you have different types of audiences whether it's a business uh, side of things or you want the larger employee base as a whole right you so so the audience then changes the message will change accordingly right and you have to keep all of these factors on a day-to-day basis as you encounter different situations uh, that your mind gets curated uh, you know gets sort of trained in that way right to know what to say when how to say a certain thing right so so that's why i say on the job training is very important and that it only comes by experiencing learning and imbibing stuff there are things that come your way reading up a lot right because anything is your space right i remember my journalism professor in college saying as a journalist you are a jack of all trades and a master of all you have to know every sort of field that is out there you're not just confined to one particular field. And that's the interesting thing. When you're speaking to external world, then you may be communicating in different languages. Am I correct there? You have channels through which you can get such a message out. Now, for instance, if you have to do a press release and it has to reach a regional publication, then we communicate everything in English. Publication does the, the translation and all of that. You don't have to really worry about our languages. So in, if you're good with writing in English, you are good to join yeah, this Yeah, I would say yes. I think writing is the most important aspect. You have to be able to make the complex simple. When you're preparing a communication, you receive inputs from all over. You have stakeholders saying, I want this to be said and I want that to be said. Even when you prepare a draft, it goes back to stakeholders and say, no, I want this removed and somebody else says, no, but I want that added. So how do you get the right mix out of it is very important. Very importantly for me, what works is, and I think for any communications professional, if you are able to understand what you want to say and put yourself in the shoes of the audience, then the message comes out very clearly. So we spoke about writing as a key skill and there would be other skills also that are required. Nobody is indispensable, but you try to make yourself as indispensable as possible. Right? Tomorrow, either you decide to move on or uh, something happens in, in the real world out there. There's various uh, pressures out there. Right? So you never know what might be this. But 
I think your, our, our aim as a professional, as any professional should be to reach a point where you become as indispensable as possible in what you do. And that means bringing out quality work, bringing it on time, accuracy, the consistency, predictability, which is one of my, what my mentor keeps talking to me about. Predictability is a very important thing. And that's in any part of life. Making sure you enhance your quality all the time. And sometimes what I've experienced also in various fields, right? everyone, every individual is good, but sometimes you are in the wrong profession and that's why you don't enjoy what you do because that may not be the right profession for you. And then you start having low esteem issues because you think that you as a person are not a bright or anything like that. But that's that's not the case. It's just that maybe you're not in the right stream of things. I've seen some people like that. Right? Uh, I've also been in certain situations when maybe it was not area an area that suited me. Then when you get aligned to the right stream that fits, matches your skills and capabilities, and suddenly you start to thrive. Anybody who wants to join corporate communications, is journalism a must-have requirement? Not a must-have, but I think a lot of organizations do look for people from journalism or mass communication background, but not a must at all because I've seen many very successful communications professionals who have come from disparate fields, whether technology or commerce or business background, right? It can be anything. If you come from that background, it is very beneficial for sure. As a journalist, you are communicating to readers uh, through a particular platform. The same is with a communications profession. You are passing on a message to a particular audience, a very large captive audience. So it is very similar in that sense. If you come from a journalism background, you know the principles of communication, however you have studied them. If you've actually worked in a newspaper or magazine, that's a big plus because you've had exposure to what it means to communicate to an audience and also understand how receptive is the audience to your message. That understanding comes with with the territories. But obviously there are people from other professions who know what it takes and they learn very quickly on the job. It doesn't really matter which profession you come from. Mm-hmm. Mid-career professionals, if they want to transition, probably this is an area that they can explore in case they are interested in communication as, as yes. a career choice and uh, yes. if they are good with writing skills. Yes, definitely is something to consider. As you go from one organization to another, the work that you do could be different. Some teams could uh, manage just internal, some could manage internal and external, some could manage press, uh, public relations, some could manage various other things, events, right, whether it is uh, depending on the field in which you are working. So I would say that anyone who wants to consider their field, really, uh, it's not always what you think it is. So, well, you may think, yes, I'm good at writing, so I, I can do it easily. But is it really something that you would want to pursue in the long term? I think you'll probably understand more about what the field entails. Uh, and then probably get into it right, if, if you feel it does suit you. At one point, you also mentioned sometimes marketing communication is also something that uh, you take care of. We don't manage marketing communications. I mean, in my organization, that's a different team per se. Mm-hmm. And obviously, each organization functions differently. But yes, I think the thread of communications is there. The same essential skill is required, where you need to be able to tell a message in a compelling manner, in a way that has impact. Right. So even in a communications, uh, like a corporate, say, non-marketing role, communications role, you may be exposed to different kinds of communication. It could be writing talking points for a particular leader to communicate, or it could be an organizational message that has to be written, or it could be social media, or it could be a platform that you're managing or channels that you're managing, all of that. Right. Then or sometimes could be writing scripts for videos, right? So there's a lot of things. I feel the more diverse your skills are as far as writing different things, which is why I think writing is a very key skill 
uh, when it comes to communication. That will help you to be successful. Students who uh, pass out of mass communication colleges, probably they get the uh, nuances of what is communication all about and they can come into this field, right, as a fresher. Yes, definitely. You can. There are entry-level positions for communications uh, professionals from college. If you've done a journalism or mass communication course, most folks who do mass communications are, or journalism are thinking of the media, really. Like they're not thinking of a corporate at that point. They do a stint in the media and then they probably consider a corporate field, a stint, a career in, in corporate communications particular. So there are a lot of various other courses that you do. Some people come from an MBA background. Some people do. It could be a liberal arts background. And then you may get into communication. So the various ways or entry points into. So in case of um, corporate communication, internal, external, both, apart from writing, based on what you have been telling me, I'm getting that stakeholder communication is extremely important. Then uh, you will also need to be able to hear and active listening is basically what will be very, very important here, right? Active listening and being able to think on the go. Yes, absolutely, yes. Hearing what is not being said, that's also very important. Otherwise, it's called reading between the lines. But uh, it's not that sometimes you, your stakeholder says something, but there's something more that has that they want, right? And sometimes you have to understand, and, and as you rightly said, be able active listening, be able to hear what what is being, and, and convey that across. So sometimes a simple sentence that, that you write, but it conveys many meanings in it, right? And you have to get to that. But you can't write a lot, lot People don't read that. I mean, there is a place for that. And I'm a big believer in, in long-form writing as well. Say what you must about short writing and all of that, you know, bite-sized information, all very good. I'm still a fan in that long-form information, but most communication has to be short, brief, pithy, to the point. Right? And so you have to say a lot of things in a couple of paragraphs. That's the real art and the charm of it all. It has to be able to do that. Yeah, and I enjoy doing that. So active listening is very important, knowing what has to be said. And then consolidating all of that into a very integrated packaged message is, is very important. So communication, as much about writing as it is about packaging. I mean, packaging and aesthetics is pretty much the same, but you, what I mean about, you know, I'm not talking about embellishing, but I'm talking about how do you package a message? Give the audience exactly what they need, and that is the charm of it. So that's what communication is. Packaging information, it is very important. It comes over time. It comes by practice, which is a great thing. I write a lot every day, day in and day out. And uh, sometimes you can forget that mental activity. You may be sitting in one place. You may, may not be doing manual activity. Uh, at the end of the day, you feel sometimes uh, tired, physically tired, because mental machinery is at work all the time. So your whole body gets involved in that process. Right? So I think bringing your best to work to whatever you do, whether it's communications or any other field, it's bringing your whole self to work. And what do they mean by that? It means from your... They say not from your head down to your foot, but from your foot up to the head. That's how you bring your whole self to work. Right? If you try to bring it up because your mind is doing all the talking, then it becomes surface. Right? But you bring it right up to your, from your toes, right up to your mind, then your whole body gets involved. That's how that sometimes translates as physical exhaustion, but you feel very satisfied at the end of the day. Right? So, so that's what I would say. Get into the message. Get into the activity. If you do it just as a tick in the box, you will not really you not really be successful over the long term. You will get tasks out of the door. It's not about doing things quickly all the time, right? You can get several tasks out of the door, but but it comes back to you. So I'm a believer in doing it right the first time. And that's a software principle as well. Do it right. So that may take a little more time, but there's not too much of back and forth. There's not too much of what you call iteration or reiterating it. And 
things like that, or back and forth and collections and reviews. Uh, reviews are important part of the process. And it's good to have somebody at hand, a person you trust who can review what you have to say, the communication that you put out. Obviously, it'll go to the stakeholders and their reviews are always sometimes nerve-wracking because you never know what they are going to say. But when you get to appointment and uh, when the, you build that trust over time right, from your stakeholders and your stakeholders know, if this person is sending it out or this team is sending it out, I know it's going to be in shape, so I don't need to worry. And that's the level of trust that you seek to achieve. And then it's it's like a husband and wife or, or a couple or a, par- or, or a partner, a set of partners, right? After a point, the person just needs to have a look or say uh, two words and the other person knows exactly what is being meant. So I think you have to reach that level of trust with your team. And that comes by listening, actively listening and uh, get, getting it right the first time. So nice examples that you have given here. <laughs> <laughs> so if we have to summarize this and the overview of what communication, corporate communication is all about. So it's basically um, any message that you want to give to or send out to internal employees or external uh, stakeholders. So you work with your stakeholders, internal, external, all inclusive, and then write a very concise, crisp message. And uh, that is very, very simple to understand so that people, whoever is reading that is able to get the message that is intended to be sent out, right? That's what it is all about. And uh, it requires definitely writing is the core. But apart from that, uh, you have to be adept at uh, active listening and uh, be able to communicate with stakeholders, reach a point of uh, comfort level where they are able to just speak a few words and you know what they are trying to communicate, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Okay. So now if we talk about uh, the challenges of this particular communication field, uh, could you share a few examples? I think challenges come on a daily basis. We keep joking in our own teams. The most stressful situation sometimes can be sending a communication to all employees, right? At a time when sometimes when you have to do that, you know, you can't make a single error. So you read, you reread, you have reviews across among yourselves. And sometimes you don't always have the time to do elaborate reviews. So that can be some nerve-wracking at times to get to be able to really not make mistakes to you know to face those challenges on a daily basis then of course the other challenges are there you have some are easy stakeholders some are difficult stakeholders and you should be ready for all situations because you're dealing with people across the firm not one size fits all i think really approach each stakeholder differently right and I, as i mentioned at the beginning your message your medium uh, the stakeholder it each one the audience uh, the stakeholders the fourth part of it but each thing could uh, differ your message changes depending on so one factor one variable is changed the other variables get impacted right so you have to be able to do that so sometimes you have bad days a uh, stakeholder you may have all your stakeholders would have agreed with you but there will one be one stakeholder that probably says something that can be completely uh, put you off throw you off the rails right and then you can you can your, your day could go bad from there but i think it's important to realize that that doesn't define you, right? Uh, everything that everyone says doesn't define you as a person or as a professional. Wherever, whatever point of your career you may be, so you just uh, you know say yes. What can I learn from that? Pick yourself up and move forward. Always uh, journalism and, and even communications. You may be an introvert, extrovert, but you're forced to interact with people, engage with people. That's very important. You have to know people relations. 
at the end of the day, that's very important. In journalism, there are two types uh, of uh, journalists. There's a, I mean, there are many more, of course. You have designers, etc. But I'm talking about the writing aspect. You have the, the reporters, and then you have the sub-editors, the editors, right? The editors sit at the desk and edit whatever comes their way. Uh, the reporters have to go and actually hunt out stories. And we do that also in our corporate communications. If you want to increase your audience, you have to find something that can be packaged and given to them so that they're able to come back to your platform. So channel management, platform management is very important. Uh, skill, uh, understanding technologies are also very important. Uh, so I think all of that, I think nothing is insurmountable. You can always, with a little learning, a lot of learning. I think I was never as much a learner. And I like your title of the learner me because that's what I am now. <laughs> because I, I was in school, I, I was never as interested in, in studying as I am now. And I think many people who've entered the corporate field have found an interest or love for learning anything that's out there. And especially in my profession, as a communications professional, as I said, you have to be a master of all. Any field is ripe for your learning, right? Whether it is artificial intelligence, which everyone is talking about, or data science, or HR, the field of HR, or it could be technology, various aspects of technology, or financial services, if that interests you, or anything, right? Uh, any field, or how the markets work, you have to understand all so I think the more you study, the more you understand. Any conversation then becomes important for you. You pass a person on the street and they start, and they may be an expert in cars, as an example. Right? They say, "Hey, this is how a car works." Your ears start. You start becoming more attentive to that because anything that you can learn because helps you then become helps you broaden your horizons, expand your mind, and you're able to even you when a situation comes that you have to communicate, and communication is wide. Right? It can be anything. Right? Sometimes you're talking about how should employees use transport. From there, you go to a technology thought leader who's talking about how can they talk about data science and artificial intelligence. So your mind should be open to all of it. So anything is learning for you when you when you go out. out to the I know we talked about challenges, but I think nothing can be too challenging if you're passionate about it. I think you don't, you let the difficult moments come your way. You, you shrug it off after a point. You learn what you have to from that. Take the good from that and press forward. Yeah. So there are a few interesting things that you mentioned here. And I'll also refer to one of the points that you mentioned when we were discussing the overview. You bring your whole self and that's how you enjoy the work that you do, right? So if you are uh, finding challenges in terms of not being able to deliver, maybe evaluate whether you are in the right profession. If it is a profession of your liking, then there are ways to overcome the challenges. And you gave these examples of even when somebody is talking about a car, it's basically being attentive and see how you imbibe that information and how you are able to translate that information into a meaningful message, right? Exactly. Exactly. So be more curious and be more hear and learn as much as possible from various sources that you have. Yes, yes. If, if I was to say that my motto now is always curious, right? Uh, it should be a, and they say, they talk about in corporate circles now, being a lifelong learner, right? The more you learn, the more you know how much you don't know, right? And it's easy for me to say because I I probably don't know a lot anyway, and I'm not just being, uh, you know, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm not, uh, uh, as a technologist, you are, you are deep into a particular field, right? Here we are, you have to be a master of everything. But I've heard even people who are really knowledgeable on a particular subject, and they say when they, you understand how much you don't know really when you actually study the subject. But coming back to the passion question, yes, uh, it's, I, I think anything that you do, if you want to get into it, yeah, evaluate is one thing. If you're not, if you're not finding happiness on a long term, actually evaluate first if there is certain 
aspects of it. Maybe there are some external factors that are maybe bothering and you and maybe in a different situation, a scenario, it could uh, the situation could change. So maybe it's not that, but maybe also it doesn't match your skills. Uh, you may like doing it, but does that actually match your skills? Uh, are you able to, do you see yourself being successful over a long period of time? And there are certain skills which you can pick up, right? People skills, I said, or leadership skills. Not everyone, not every leader, person who reaches a certain leadership role has maybe the leadership skills. You have to learn, you have to acquire those skills that comes over time. So I think that's yeah, very important to be always curious, always learning, evaluate yourself all the time. But coming back to the passion question, I think I left it again. Before you start any task, right? As Even when it comes to writing, and I've written about this as well, when you want to write about any subject, and this is this is a trick that I follow. Get think about the subject that you're going to write. It can be a very complex subject, but think about something in that subject which which really excites you. Get excited about the topic and then start writing. That passion will then flow through your words because anything you write first must be musical to your own ears. Then and then it'll be and then you talk with the audience. So obviously it should be it should have be appetizing for the audience as well. But yes, you should get, feel the passion before you even start on any project. And then you, that passion will reflect in your, in your own words. Your writing will breathe life it will, from every pore and that will really become more and more apparent and evident. So I think that's a very, that's something I would uh, say. If any task, but when it comes to writing or communicating, I think is something that I find very helpful. But that is possible, Prim, when you are writing something, which is your personal project, right? But yeah. when you are working for an organization, they want you to write maybe today on, as you mentioned, data science and then something else altogether. So then how do you implement this the example that you gave for passion? Yeah, on, on the contrary, Moha, I think it is uh, it can be applied to any situation and i do it at any time and and you can get in, interested about any subject that you may think you now I, being a non technologist i may not know anything about data science but uh, if i thinking about the thought leadership article on the the subject i read up as much as i can and again communicating is not about showing off but it's about making the complex simple so even a subject like data science how do you explain it some people say how do you explain it to a five-year-old that's how you should think right so you can get really passionate about that and really say hey data science is actually a very interesting subject i may not know it but what does it mean at its core right data science it's it's about the science of using data right if i may put it very simple how can i get the best out of that data okay now you may not understand all of the things that go into that but what are the insights that you can derive from on a daily basis all of us do it we speak to five people and you get some and you understand what you call lipstick service you understand what people are thinking that is data you're collecting data from people i like what some people say about intelligence gathering we use it even now in corporates before I, uh, you you think that intelligence gathering is only for the you know for the cbi or the police force right but we are also as uh, professionals intelligence gather we do that right we speak to people we gather intelligence from that we understand that more by speaking to people and so even by as an example i'm getting passionate about that subject and then i cannot write about data science as as a as a non techie unless i get passionate Others it be dry, it will it will not breathe life. A data scientist can sniff it out immediately, right? And he's he will not like it. He or she will not like it. You will not like it. Your readers out there, even those who don't know data science, will not. But if you fill yourself with enthusiasm about the subject, then you start reading up everything. You understand at the core what it means, and then you communicate that, right? You can make any complex subjects, even some subject that you may not know the intricacies of it, but you can you can actually write a good piece of uh, thing out of the uh, communication out of that for people 
by getting invested in the subject. So as a, taking the extending the data science example, I, I was able to then, I, after writing about this, I was able to explain my, my son in the fifth standard when he was studying his computers, well, what is data science all about? What is AI? How can it be, it be applied in real life situations? Right. So you never know where you can use what you do. And it all starts with passion. I think if there's no passion, it'll fizzle out somewhere. You'll be, you'll be changing your profession all the time. Yeah, kind. I agree with that. So unless you really like what you're doing, after a point, money stops mattering and then you're just doing things and nobody's happy about it. Not you, not uh, your supervisors that way. <laughs> okay. So now we have spoken about uh, what corporate communication is all about and with all the examples, different examples you have given as a very good overview. And we also understand what kind of challenges are there and what kind of pay scale can people expect in this uh, particular field? Absolutely, yes. I think it's a very good, uh, you get good pay scales, very competent, uh, in line with many any other professional. Uh, and it depends on, of course, on the organization you join as well. But uh, definitely, in fact, it is very good. It's very paying and you can also, as you go up the ladder, right, as you progress in your career, it, it does also commensurate with your uh, career advancement also. That does reflect. And it comes with the name, right, corporate communications. Corporates are known to, uh, they have very system, very systems in place also for measuring your performance and rewarding you accordingly. So you do something that you like doing and you like doing when you're good at it. As I always say, you may not be the best in what you do, but do the best at what you do, right? And then battle show. Ultimately, the, you may have highs and lows along the way. But I think it will take you places eventually. So it will reflect. You will be able to, uh, you know, you may be, you will be able to live a very fulfilled life. I think in all aspects of it, money is one part of it, but you'll feel fulfilled in other aspects as well. So I would say beyond the money or the fulfillment, Maslow's hierarchy, right? <laughs> Self-actualization <laughs> is is really where you ultimately reach. And I think that's a good point to be. Yeah. How did you become interested in communications? Anything from your schooling days, college days that made you come into this particular field of work? Yeah, I think uh, it, it started with my love for writing. And I used to write as a boy, young boy as well. I've not won any essay competitions. We say that I was not like top of my class in English as well. But I we loved reading as a family. We loved reading, reading very, I mean, Fiction, especially growing up, and then now uh, non-fiction, mainly non-fiction now. I tried writing short stories as, or I tried writing novels as, uh, as a child, and then it switched to short stories and and all of that. And then, of course, I think that reflected later on in my career as well. Trying to write a story that readers would like, and you become the reader first, right? So first of all, you must like what you write, and the sound of the words that you write also must be musical to your own ears. You should be your harshest critic, and that's why, it, like an artist, you paint. You, you change the thing, you sit from, you look at it from different angles, you paint this and that, and then you change the strokes. Similar with writing. So you take a sentence off, you put in something else. What is the right word to be used? All of that, right? So that I think it started as young as that. And I think it's really grown in the last few years as part of being a journalist and then later in the corporate sphere, getting your message across and packaging content. That's become very interesting. So my love for the field has really grown. Have you thought about purpose in life in general? Absolutely, yes. Uh, so as I said, self-fulfillment, making this world a better place. So whatever you do, and 
I feel we are able to do that in some uh, communication sometimes becomes you when you become a strategic partner for your stakeholders that's when you really progress as a function right when people say hey what does the communications team have to say then you know that you are really making inroads and you're making a, uh, an impact so yeah it's about uh, definitely making a difference and and you get involved right and the corporate also you have a brush with community community impact as well seeing how society can be benefited and you you meet different types of people different psychologies of people you have to interact with all of that so how do you give solutions that matter for all of them right you can impact through your words and words as you know are something are some, the most powerful medium so a single word can make a whole ripple set of a few things sometimes the wrong things can also have a lasting impact so the right words can create even much more impact right so that i think that's how i see the profit in the thoracic communication i think it's the most one of the most powerful things you can do it all starts with communication if you have to think about any passion projects other than writing are you involved in anything else yes yes so um yeah i i am involved in community impact trying to see how i can benefit the community in any way and i think i mean generally you want to do more like you want to always uh, make a difference because not just you're not in this world just for materialistic uh, pleasure right and and just making yourself and you the more you get actually sometimes the more you start thinking more and more about not that i got a lot i'm not saying that but i'm saying as you go through life you start thinking more and more about people around you and how can you make so you you come into contact with different sections of society and start really thinking of how fortunate sometimes how you can uh, make a difference to people around you whether it is sometimes people have all the money but they are very sad also i mean they're not fulfilled in life so how can you sometimes be a listening ear to them you know how can you give a listening ear to them how can you you don't have to give advice but sometimes just being there for the person that right? you can make a big difference and i, I like to do that uh, sometimes uh, be be a good listener to people and let them unload sometimes and help them make a world better place that way and then of course seeing how i can help people around me to through you know i am i am a religious person spiritual so trying to see how i can you know reach that sense give give people who are less fortunate uh, help them in whatever way you can because i feel no nothing is too small obviously you don't just talk to them but the more you give the more you are i think more than others being benefited you benefit in the process and the, but that's not why you do it right you do it because but it has a way of come whatever you do it is come back because there is a higher power and we always what we believe what you sow is what you reap you sow good things you will reap good things you know, on the long term and you make the world a better place around you and for your ecosystem nice thought yes i understand what you are saying here because uh, i started this learning me with the thought process that i would be able to help people and i'm hoping that uh, Super, this yeah. reaches but it's great talking mohan thank you for doing this I really enjoyed this and yeah thank you so much thank you so much mohan thanks a lot As we wrap up today's episode I sincerely hope that you have found this conversation both valuable and enlightening your feedback and comments are greatly appreciated so please feel free to share your thoughts if you have enjoyed this discussion don't forget to hit the like button and do share it with friends colleagues or anyone you believe could benefit from our conversation moreover consider subscribing to our channel to receive notifications of upcoming discussions as soon as they are released your subscription ensures that you won't miss out on our future content thank you once again for tuning in wishing you a wonderful day ahead